is on and understanding that it's bigger and it's realer than eyes can see, ears can hear, hearts can even comprehend. So if I can say that, that's the just the spiritual warfare of me. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll let Raquel go since her hand was up and then we'll move forward. I feel, when I think of spiritual warfare, I think it's um, the way that Christians or believers fight their battles. Um, I think oftentimes when we're in the flesh, we want to deal with it in a physical or a verbal confrontation. But using our prayer language and going to God so that we can see the actual root of it and not the physical manifestation of what is attacking us or what is attacking someone. So I think it's our weapon, our, our ability to deal with what's going on in the spirit realm so that we don't find ourselves adding to, but resolving the problem, being the aid, being the godly aid for resolution. Amen. Amen. Um, I thought I said... Uh, we'll let one more go. This is the last one. No more hands up. <laughs> the Coleman's? Mm-hmm. Uh, spiritual warfare is, is just as Ben said, um, but I think we sometimes don't understand that we're not in like a patty cake. This is strategic warfare done to weaken um, our opponent, to weaken or to destroy. The enemy is after us, to destroy us. Um, The things that we do, we we desire to destroy uh, the enemy and more of the darkness, but it's very strategic. Um, and, And what is, you know, should be blessed and honored. Amen. Amen. I want you guys to write this down. Um, those of you that are taking notes, write down you have personal warfare, which is sanctification. There's personal or individual warfare, and this would be called sanctification. This is where you're personally being tempted and you're struggling through uh, addictions and certain sins and and the enemy um, uses these things as tools against you. Uh, if you're struggling with unforgiveness or if you're struggling with lust and he, he gets involved in that and begins to use that against you. And as you defeat him in those one-on-one battles, this is sanctification. This is you growing more and more like Christ. Because remember, Jesus did do one-on-one battle against Satan. In Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. And so in that, your Christ likeness comes out when you have these personal or individual battles. And that is the the process of sanctification. But then you have missional warfare. Missional warfare is more of what the body of Christ or the church uh, is supposed to be going out and doing. We're supposed to be preaching the gospel. Um, We're supposed to be um, equipping the saints. Uh, We're supposed to be uh, coming together as a body. You know, Jesus said that um, um, that uh, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
What does he mean by that? He's saying that this church uh, will not be bound by death or by the grave, but they were going that the, the church itself was going to achieve resurrection. And so there's this um, together or this mission that we have together as a body to accomplish the goals of Christ. And the enemy then fights against that. And so he does an individual thing, but he also is fighting against the collective movement of the church. Um, and so you have personal or individual, which is sanctification. And then you have missional, um, which is uh, the church together. Okay. Any questions about that before I move forward? Okay. No questions? No hands? Okay. All right. Next slide. Okay. Um, two words, two important words we're going to deal with tonight. Um, and the first word is to submit. And the second word is resist. And so this first word, submit. Hupostasio. Hupostasio. Um, literally means hupo or hypo is under. And then tasio, arranged. And so it means to arrange yourself under God, to uh, submitting to the Lord or his plan. Question? Oh, um, and so uh, submitting to the Lord, submitting to his plan. Uh, so submission is not just submitting. It's actually submitting to the plan of God. And we're going to dive into what that means to submit to the plan of God. The second word is resist. Now, this word resist, this is, y'all know this is my favorite word, um, antihistamy. <laughs> antihistamy. It is to, it is to, uh, it's a military term, meaning to strongly resist an opponent, to withstand, to resist, to oppose, to take a firm stand against. Now, these are warfare language. This is warfare language. This is not passive. Like uh, Michelle said, this is not pity pat. You know, this is not, you know, patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. This is, you, you, this is battle. This is being ready to fight. Uh, and in this fight, you're not fighting physically. And so uh, you're standing firm in what you believe. You're standing firm in what you know that the word of God says. You're standing firm in your position in Christ. And all these things speak to the armor of God. You guys already know that. We'll get deeper into the armor of God. But all these things speak to the armor of God is that you're standing firm. You're ready for battle. You're ready to uh, take on the opposition. Now, I'm, any questions before I move forward? Because I'm going to go fast because we're going to get into um, some practical things. Any questions? Okay. All right. So submit. You are submitting to the Lord's plan. Now, the question would be the Lord's plan for what? Let's go to our, our next slide. Uh, this is our verse here. Uh, James chapter four and verse seven. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. This is a verse that everybody should have memorized. I should be able to stop you anywhere and say, what does James four, seven say? You should be able to say, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. You know why? Because this should be a battle cry. That I've got to submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. 
Next slide. Okay, so submitting to God's plan. What plan? God's plan for our relationships, our money, in sex, our future, our gifts, and our plans. And by doing that, we're resisting the devil's plans. Okay, now we're going to start at the top here. If I'm submitting to God's plan for our relationships, give me some uh, examples of what that looks like. Now, I got a ton of scripture, so whatever you throw out there, I'll have, I have scripture um, to kind of interchange with it. But give me some examples of what do you think I mean by submitting to God's plan for our relationships? The Coleman's. Oh, loving your neighbor. Loving your neighbor. Yeah, that's God's plan, right? And so uh, it's a great, very simple thing. And so if God's plan is for you to love your neighbor, what is the devil's plan? <laughs> isn't that isn't that really simple? But 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 do you know how easily we fall into the devil's plan and we resist God's plan? Instead of resisting the devil's plan and obeying God's plan. It seems simple that if God's plan is for us for us to love our neighbor, then why do we struggle to love our neighbor? Why do we fall into hate so easily? It's because the first step in doing what we need to do to overcome the enemy is to submit to God's plan. We have to personally wrestle with, well, what does it look like to love my neighbor? I need to know what this means so that I can do it properly. I need to understand how loving my neighbor uh, is being obedient to God because sometimes I don't feel like loving my neighbor, right? <laughs> so as simple as it is, there is a mile in between knowing and doing. Any other examples? Epic. Epic. Mm -hmm. Another example is submitting to one another out of love. Yeah. It, 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 if that's God's plan, if that's what scripture says, right? Scripture says submit one to another. Ephesians 5.21, right? Submit one to another in the fear of the Lord. If that's God's plan then why do we struggle with it? To, to have our own way all the time. Right. And by struggling with God, we are now submitting to the devil. Right. Now, I need y'all to get this. I need y'all to, like, really take this in. Um, um, uh, I was listening. Somebody sent me a message earlier. It was Tim. He sent me a message earlier, and he was talking about something I said in the podcast. And I say this all the time. I really do say this all the time is that um, you don't have to be demon possessed to be used by the devil. You don't have to have a demon to be used by the devil. All you got to do is not want to submit to God's plan. Y'all got to take this in because we're talking about warfare and we're talking about an enemy who's cunning. And, and, and he he's not even really forcing anything on you. He's just bringing to you the stuff that you already don't want to do and say, you don't want to do that. 
<laughs> Willie. Sorry. Praying for one another. Praying for one another. So if that's God's plan, to pray for one another, right? Then what's the enemy's plan? To play on one another. Right. To attack one another, to gossip about each other, to, you know, slander one another. Instead of praying and presenting it to God, the enemy wants us to attack one another. Any other examples? Come on. The Thompsons? Yes, I was going to say, I believe one of his plans is to honor him. And he said, to hollow him. Right. He wants us to honor him. Yes. And what is the enemy's plan, though? (laughs) Not to honor him, not to put him first. Right. To, to take the Lord's name in vain, to put other gods before him, to, 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 to make you wrestle between serving two masters, right? That the, it, it, and see, this is so simple, right? But yet, what's the difficulty in it? Somebody tell me, why, why are these things so hard? Anybody? Amber. Just because of um, the, our natural nature to sin. Yes. Our natural nature. The Bible says that there's two laws working within our members. One wants to please God and the other is sold under sin. And we actually have to make the decision to submit to God. We actually have to make that choice to arrange ourselves underneath God and obey God's plan. God is not going to force us to do it. God, as a matter of fact, it's more natural to be disobedient than it is to be obedient. And that's why we have to consciously submit to God. And then we're going to have to make a stand and resist the devil. But we haven't even got to that yet. We're still working on <laughs> submitting to God in our relationships. Um, any other examples of submitting to God in our relationships? The Coleman's. No, you know, gotta say that when we can't resist ourselves, how dare we think we can resist the enemy? You know, resisting ourselves, and as you and I were talking earlier, if you remember that you have an aunt, get up immediately. Make haste. When God is speaking, you know, you've got to go back and, and you've got to do some apologizing. You've got to, you know, do some explaining. And doing what he said to do immediately. Immediately. But he said, leave your offering. That's immediate. Yeah. Yeah. So it, we can ourselves. How dare we think we can resist the enemy? I'm not going to do that. Well, then you just set yourself up to be prey. Right, because the, the enemy is not doing anything extraordinary. He's just putting in front of you what is appetizing and desirable to your flesh. And we have to recognize that when we're dealing with spiritual warfare, the first battle. So how are you over, how do you overcome your flesh? You overcome your flesh 
by submitting to God, submitting to the spirit of God. The Bible says that if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. What does that mean? That means I'm submitting to the leading of God through the Holy Spirit. If I do not do that, then resisting the devil will never happen. Because in the act of submitting to God, I now give myself some ground to stand on. Otherwise, I'll be sliding all over the place. I have no steady ground, especially when it comes down to relationships. Now, what about money? How do we submit to God's plan for our money? Oh, <laughs> I saw somebody's face go, oh, I can't see you, but I feel you. The Thompsons. Yeah, you do it by tithing. Tithing. That's one way. Yeah. Or just by, you know, giving back to God, giving in general. Yeah. But yeah, tithing. Yes. Yes. Now, what's what's the devil's plan? <laughs> well, I was very, keep that one. <laughs> yeah, keep it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Just to keep it. Yeah. He, he wants you to keep it and do what you want with it. Spend, yeah. spend it however you want to spend it. Let, you know, let it be your master. Let it dictate, you know, what you're going to do with it. Not God. Anybody else? What's another example of how, you know, to submit to God's plan for our money? Willie. Willie. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, cool. To evenly distribute it to take care of all your needs. Yeah, be a good steward. God wants you to be a good steward. Now, what does the devil want you to do? <laughs> Spend it all. Brand new socks and drawers. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Now, we're thinking, well, if that's the devil, because <laughs> that's what I'd be wanting to do anyway. <laughs> And that's what he does, right? The Bible says temptation is common to man. If you think about it, Jesus was tempted on all points as we are tempted, right? Jesus was tempted, you know, in the hunger. Jesus was tempted um, in, in riches. Jesus was tempted uh, in, in every, in to, to throw him to live recklessly. Jesus was tempted on all points. And so we're tempted the same way. And so the enemy wants you to waste. He wants you to spend frivolously because you know what that does? It keeps you in bondage and under pressure. You're always going to feel like, why am I not provided for? Why don't I have enough? And you're going to constantly be chasing after it. The Bible says that he who desires to be rich uh, pierces himself through with all uh, all types of uh, toil. And, and, and this kind of uh, pursuing keeps you distracted from pursuing God. You can't pursue God if you're constantly trying to make back all this money that you spent. <laughs> Anybody else? Coleman. The Coleman's. Sorry, I probably want to talk all night. But the enemy wants us to also be in debt for the sole purpose of disabling us to be able to give. Right. To the to the needs, to, you know what I'm saying? Right. All of this, I certainly can't help you. Right. 
I don't, I don't got enough for myself. I <laughs> said, it kind of goes back to what Apostle was saying about, you know, just, just spending, you know, frivolously, you know, not, not really being wise about our money, you know, buying this, buying that, you know, so that you really don't have, you know, we're, we put ourselves in debt. So, Why are you telling the church about me? Why are you telling the church about me? I'm just talking about me. <laughs> I'm talking about Shaft. Hush your mouth. <laughs> um, let's take a look um, at a few scriptures just to get an idea. Um, let's go back to relationships. Um, and let's look at Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verses 29 through 32. Grab your Bibles, go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 through 32. Um, and let me get a reader there. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 through 32. Who's got it? Anybody got it? I know y'all got your Bibles open, right? <laughs> Who's got it? Got a hand up? Not yet. Not yet? I got it. Amen. Go ahead. Um, 29. So don't use foul or abusive language, but everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, Forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I'm sorry, that was the NLT. Okay, that's fine. That was still good. I mean, here, here's the thing. If this is God's plan for how we're to be in relationship with one another, shouldn't that change the way we study the Bible? Shouldn't we actually be studying as if life is going to test us on this, that tomorrow we wake up, some life is going to throw something at us that's going to test to see if we will remain wholesome in the things that we have to say towards each other, that we say things that are full of grace that may help one another. Even when somebody offends you or even when somebody does you wrong, are you still keeping your words wholesome? in order to extend grace to them. What, what does that mean? To empower them to make a change. Now, uh, now this is, I'm telling you, this is intense warfare. We don't think about it as warfare because we just open our mouth and say what we feel. But we're going to have to be more intentional about understanding that there's a battle going on. And you don't need to have a demon in order for the devil to use you against one another. That's how deep this battle is. 
This battle is so intense that the enemy will manipulate you. Now, I watch a lot of sci-fi. And in, in a lot of the sci-fi shows I watch, there's always an episode where one of the friends gets taken over by some outside entity, right? And you don't even notice that this person's being used by an alien or uh, evil force. And they're turning each other against each other. They're playing each other against each other. And that's what we really think of when we think of being used by the enemy. But we don't have to be possessed. We don't have to have a demon in us. All we got to do is refuse to be obedient to what God is saying. The greatest weapon in our in our warfare arsenal is starting with just submitting to God, being obedient to what he wants us to do, because then we can resist the enemy because we see what he's trying to do. But if we're in agreement with it, if we're like, yeah, I hate him too, <laughs> then how can we resist him if we're in agreement with him? Now, uh, you guys that are listening, um, I want you to really slow down and assess how many times, let's not put a number on it. If you know that the enemy has used you against your brothers and sisters in Christ, I just want you to say yes. Type in yes. Yeah, type it in. Type in yes. We're going to see who's going to be honest. Hmm? Your backdrop has changed and it says it's time to be out. Oh. It says you're on again. Willie, go ahead. Willie. Willie. Oh, no, that was my way of saying yes because I can't type in. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many yeses did I get? Because I can't see my board. Uh, Okay. Everybody but you? Well, I say yes. <laughs> and everybody but me, I say yes, I have. Now, let me ask you, and I'm only going to take about three because this could get real long. Briefly, if you would, tell me why you allowed yourself to be used by the enemy. Once you get three hands, cut it off there. Oh, okay, you got the Commons, Amber, and Raquel. Okay, that's my three. Who's first? Um, the Coleman. Coleman's are first. Together, I find myself irresistible at times. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm a baby. What does that mean? I find myself irresistible. I can't resist my flesh. Oh, okay. So then I really can't submit to God and resist the enemy. You know what? I, I, I'm going to have to pick on you on that one. That's too churchy for me. I, I, I need you to tell me the real reason. That really, that really is. I, I can be um, very self-indulgent 
at times and know, absolutely know that I heard God for a fact and still be like, nope, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking for forgiveness. I'm not going to make their relationship their best. No, I'm not. Okay, I, I like that. I have destroyed myself in situations because of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See that? That's what I'm talking about. I want to hear that. Is that man? I just was into myself. I was indulging myself. I didn't care about the other person at the time, or I was offended and I wanted revenge. And I need you to say that because when you're in that state, you are a perfect candidate for the devil to use you to afflict, to hurt to slander, to destroy one another. And I need us to really feel that. I need us to really engage that so that you can understand the danger of just letting yourself uh, indulge that desire and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm mad. So I'm going to go at this person. Somewhere you got to stop and think, wait a minute. I can't get into that. Who is next? Raquel's next. I think for me, uh, instead of revenge, it's just probably cut them off uh, and just be done with the situation. But why? Uh, why? Um, because I just, I, I don't, I don't want to engage it. I don't want to engage it no more. I don't want to, I, I don't, I don't know. It's just what I, what I do. Yeah, but there's got to be a reason why you do it. It's easier. It's easier just to cut it. Yeah. Yeah, that's easier. Yeah, I like. It doesn't. It doesn't subject me to hurt, pain, trauma. So okay. Me to laboring with it. Okay. It's just a cut situation. It's safe. It's 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 my protection. It's self. My heart. Yeah, self preservation. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. And so when we get into self-protection mode, the enemy now can use us to hurt other people. And so we don't care about if they're protected. And so we'll partner with the enemy and do his work for him. He can stand back and say, wow, man, you're a good soldier. (laughs) Amber. Amber. Is that who's next? Amber. Yeah. Um, I'd say for me, it's like when insecurities come up that I haven't dealt with, um, that's when I could become a whole different person. But why? Why why does that make you a whole different person? Um, yeah, it's being insecure of feeling, feeling abandoned or feeling... The need to, yeah, like everyone's saying, protect myself from being misused or abused. So, if if the trend was to stay steady, a lot of times doing it God's way puts us in a perceived place of vulnerability. And we feel unprotected, so we got to protect ourselves. Does that sound correct? Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And and I think that is biblically accurate because the Bible is clear that we're to give place unto wrath for vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. And so in order to in order to submit to God in that area, I would have to trust that God was going to take care of it. And if I trusted that God was going to take care of it, I would actually be obedient. And just do what he's asking me to do. But because I struggle to believe that God will take care of it, I just do it myself. Whether it's lash out, whether it's cut people off, whether it's be vindictive or whatever, you know. And so we have to understand because we're constantly looking at spiritual warfare as demons and devils. But sometimes the devil doesn't even have to get involved. Coleman's. You know, it's funny because you actually described the process that I have to go through sometimes, you know, to get to that place where I'm not, you know, submitting to my flesh, you know, when I feel offended. You know, I have to, I have to actually repeat. You know, okay, God's, God's got this. You know, God's hand on this. Right. I don't have to protect myself. So, so you just shared the exact process that sometimes I have to mentally go through in order to submit to God. Yeah. Because there are times where you feel weak. You feel like, Lord, are you really doing Lord, are you really going to let this happen? <laughs> you, you feel weak? And right. And when God tarries, Right, because we have not submitted to God's plan. Now, this goes back to what we talked about, you know, that submission is submitting to God's plan. Sometimes <laughs> what we miss in trying to protect ourselves is that God has a plan that is bigger than our offense. And if we stick to God's plan, he's working all things together for the good to those who love the Lord and to those that are called according to his purpose. We're only focused on him working it for my personal good. <laughs> Not all. I don't care if he works it for their good. I need to work for my good. And in that state, you can't resist the devil. You actually, man, it's, you fall for you fall for whatever he throws at you hook line and sinker. Are y'all with me? So, first we have to learn how to submit to God. What do we need to do? We got to know what the word says about a certain situation, whether it's and we didn't go into all of them, whether it's money, whether it's sex, whether it's our future, whether it's gifts, Plans. It, it it you got is there another hand? Okay. Gifts or plans. Um, I didn't put on there our body. <laughs> you know, the Bible says to 
Uh, beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable act of worship. And so um, even our body submitting it to whatever God's plan is. And so we've got to study, right, to know God's plan. We've got to study to show ourselves approved. We've got to be hard at work learning what is God's plan for this area of my life. How many of you would say that you struggle with stopping to see what God's plan is for these various areas of your life? Type in me. <laughs> Type in me. If you struggle at times with really seeking after what God's plan is for the various areas of my life, whether it's money, whether it's sex, whether it's gifts, whether it's relationships, you know, because we can go into details, right? God's plan for marriage, God's plan for parenting. God, you know what? Uh, uh, there's a lot. God's plan for peer relationships, God's plan for uh, 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 opposite sex relationships. How many of us really struggle with stopping and saying, let me seek God's plan or God's will for this? Because we use the term God's will. I'm using God's plan because it's very strategic and it gives us a different picture that God actually has something planned out. He has something designed. There is a strategy that he has in place. How many me's do we have? Seven. Seven me's. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's look at resist. Anahistami. Anahistami. To set oneself against, to withstand, to oppose. So, uh, go forward. Okay. Resist the devils. And so, what are we resisting? We're resisting the devil's sway, which is his influence. 1 John chapter 5. Verse 19, you probably heard it multiple times in my teaching in spiritual warfare. It is a staple that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. We have to digest that, that the world that we live in is under the influence of the enemy. If people aren't walking with God, then they're under the influence of Satan and his minions. Because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and the rulers of darkness in high places, right? That are influencing this world through wickedness. So, so we've got to be, we've got to understand that there is an influence behind things. And if I could get you to understand the gravity of that, that if I am not walking in God's plan, I am susceptible to what the enemy is pushing, what the enemy is trying to do. Any questions about that? Like specifics, like, well, what, what, what does that look like? Or, you know, any questions about that? Okay, so we're resisting the sway of the enemy. We're resisting the spirit of our enemy. Ephesians chapter uh, two in verse two through four, that uh, he is the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that works in the sons of disobedience uh, by which we all used to walk. 
We were indulging in the lust of our flesh and of our minds. We were children of wrath, just like the rest of them. We actually were on our way to wrath and we were under the spirit. We were influenced by the spirit of the enemy, the spirit of disobedience that, that controls, that uh, uh, causes these things. And as believers, why do we, and, and I think we've answered this question, but I, I really want to dig deeper. If we know the spirit of God from the spirit of the enemy, why do we fall for it continually over and over and over again to the point where, you know, you've got divorces and you have church hurt and you have friends torn apart. You have, uh, 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 you know, Christians engaging in racism and hatred towards other people. And why do we fall for it? Anyone want to help me out there? Why do we continue to fall? The Coleman's. My wife said it feels good. Right. For us to, it's kind of the same way of saving money. It is kind of hard for us to deny again ourselves while the greater purpose is that state. Right. You and I earlier today, you know one of my testimonies of had I not been obedient to the Lord, I would not be Mrs. Coleman, honestly. Right. And I think we all have something in our life that disobedience <clears throat> just seems like a better idea. Okay. And oh, past T C You guys hear me? Yeah. Good, good. Um, man, I think we think too highly of ourselves. Yeah, I'm just going to come out swinging. I think we fall for things because we think that we're too good for we that. we got three hands after this. Like, we do forget we were once children of wrath. We forget all about that. So, we're dealing with people. You know, our go-to, I know my go-to, I'll have to take that. I won't take that. I'm not consulting God like you said. I'm not submitting to God. It's about me. I I don't have to deal with that. So my view is more higher than what God's view is. So I'm like, I'm too good for that. I have to deal with that. I have to deal with mm. my wife talking to me like that. Wow. I am somebody. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll just put that out there. Mm. What? Who's next? Um, I think it was Willie. Willie. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yep. Cool. So the biggest thing when you're in your flesh that I actually have to slow down and just think about right now is that truthfully, when you haven't submitted. You're only concerned about your agenda. <laughs> You're only concerned about your plan. And as blatantly painful, and if we're going to be brutally honest, the truth is, is we don't care about nobody else but our plan being fulfilled. Mm. So however 
we have a way of trying to fulfill that plan, we will go about doing it. And we're not mindful that the Lord already has it. He already has it all squared away. All we have to do is submit to him. But submitting just sounds, it sounds beyond. And since we're right here, right now, this moment, we can take care of it right here, right now, and go about doing it. So, yeah, there, there's a stubbornness and an arrogance that defies that, that we just literally are defying God by saying these things. But brutally, down to the nitty-gritty, we have an agenda, we have, an, we have a bias, and we have a plan that we want to see fulfilled. And if God doesn't do it on our terms, the way we see it, the way we want it, and how we want it done, oh, we'll get furious. And we'll find a way of getting good to, to uh, fulfill that. Wow. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. Akila. 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 Charles. Brother Charles. I think it comes down to what two uh, terms that you submitted tonight, provided us with tonight, submit and resist. Um, if we resist obeying God, then we submit to the plans of the enemy who comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah, yeah. Who else we got? Thompson's. The Thompsons? Amen. Yeah, that's, that's good. I was going to piggyback on my good friend, Willie G. Berry, about that agenda that we have. And basically, like everybody else was saying, and that Pastor T.C. was saying, it feels good to us. And the illustration that I like to use is God is telling us as we drive our vehicles, go 55 miles an hour. But because I need to get to where I need to get to, and it's all about me, I'm going to go 85 miles an hour. <laughs> and I don't care who I hit and, you know, get into an accident with because it's about me. So I just think it's our agenda. Um, and that's why, I mean, we know the difference. We know the speed limit says 55. We know that. But I don't care about that. And I think that's what it is. We just don't care. We just care about ourselves and not the people that's around us. So, yeah, I got to get there. Yeah. So I, I like what all of you are saying because that kind of leads into what Charles said. You just set yourself up, you know, to be devoured. You set yourself up to be, you know, uh, you know, on the menu for the enemy. And he's like, cool. You know, I've been looking for somebody to devour. Well, you're not alert. You're not on guard. You're not steadfast. You're just willy nilly living life on your own terms. And it makes you, you know, bon appetit. You become prey. So, um, Here's here's the dilemma, though, right? How do we as believers? And you got to go through your own process. So when I ask this question, you're going to have to think about it individually. About yourself personally. 
How do I, as a believer, submit to the Lord so then I can resist the enemy? And keeping all these things in mind, that I like it, that at times I don't care, you know, uh, about what God is saying or anybody else's agenda. How, how do I snap out of this and actually be who I am in Christ? The Bible says if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. But it seems like we just keep falling for our old ways. The, 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 it seems like the flesh is just so strong when Jesus said that the flesh was weak and the spirit is willing. How do I individually, and so I want everybody to think about this individually, how do I submit to God so that I can resist the devil when most of the time I enjoy not submitting? I want to be stubborn Raquel. and rebellious. Raquel. I think for me, it would just be asking to truly ask God to renew my mind um, because there's some things that have been reared into me as not just for the culture, but as the way I was reared up in life. And so I have to come to a place of a childlike behavior and earnestly with some fasting and praying and intentionally asking God to renew my mind because my flesh has finger is it's like a fingerprint to that behavior um and that that would be so yeah. so Raquel I mean what you just said is is really good but it's almost uh, it's almost um suggesting that I want to change that I'm not enjoying this that it's not good for me to cuss this person out, that it's not good for me to cut this person off, that it doesn't feel better to do these things. I can't tell you that that's true for me right now. And so how's God going to force a renewed mind on somebody who doesn't want that? I think what, what is happening right now, exposure to it, me doing some introspection and saying, why don't you want that? Yeah. Why using what Minister Mike said, why do you have to drive 80 to 90 miles an hour? Why is your best result, Raquel, instead of taking a 10-second break before you cuss somebody out? Why is it isolation? Just walk away when you know that God's called you to engage this. You know, I, I think this, this is why we have Bible studies. This is why we come together so that we can, if you will, have a 10 experience and say, why don't you? Because daily you're saying, Lord, I'm presenting my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you. But, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but. When I leave here and she tried me or he tried me, I'm going to let him know. Well, that's that's not presenting my body as a living sacrifice. That That's not doing what I'm really praying for. Yeah. So here, here's another chapter. Here's another layer being pulled back and exposed and saying, okay, are you really this or are you really this? Are you really willing or are you just saying it, but there's a contingency plan? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Amber. Amber. 
And again, I, I'd say the same thing I said to Raquel. In your answer, you're assuming that it doesn't feel better to just lash out at that person. You're 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 almost making it sound like, yeah, I want to. I really want to do what God wants me to do. If that's the case, then yes, then that's the the correct answer. But if we're saying like other people, like no, actually. Sometimes what God wants to do is not even close to what I want to do. For you to fast, for you to pray and ask God to help you when you really don't want the help would not be effective, would it be? Yeah, no, I guess not. So, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm oh, just going to say, like, yeah, I've known some people who just don't want the help. They just continue to be in the same, same old things. So, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Coleman's. Um, sorry, I, I think, again, I have to go to the work. Um... You know, this walk is an acquired text. <laughs> uh, and we have to get to a place where, you know, John 14, 23 talks about, you know, loving without love and, and hating without hate and, and, and kind of honestly praying that, you know. Um, and since a lot of our struggles tend to be relational, you know, we go back to uh, Romans, where it talks about, you know, really loving and putting aside what's evil and esteeming. So, okay, so, so Michelle, again, you're doing with the first two people. That I thought you somebody would have learned by now that we just said we don't want to do that. We don't want to read the word. We don't want to, we, we want to get them back. We feel like it's better to do what we want to do. How do we get to the place where we actually want to go do what the word says, want to obey God when he speaks? You you said personally that God will tell you something. You're like, nah, I'm cool. Nah, <laughs> I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> so I think one of the things that kind of, I don't know if anybody else, like, hey, child, pastor. Okay, sorry, I don't know if anyone else deals with this but uh, sometimes I'll, I'll kind of see you know where I believe the Lord's vision is and it can be a grandiose vision right with all of our challenges we have to 
we have to take it a scripture at a time. I, there, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the Lord like, Lord, I hate them. You know I hate them. Uh, and if there was a way I could hurt them and get away with it to Jesus, you know I'm there. But I know that's not your heart. And, and I don't even really want your heart. So you have to deal with me. And you have to, and, and be honest. I think we got to stop flim-flamming with the Lord. Lord, honestly, I hate that. Really, I honestly do. Now, God, your God, help me deal with that. Four hands. Okay, so. Yeah, and, and if, I, if I can um, comment too, you know, you said, well, what if, you, you know, you just really don't want to want to do it? And, you know, I think, you know, if I, if I look at my own life, you know, there, there are times where, yeah, I, I don't want to obey God in my flesh but you know in my spirit it's like you know i don't want to do this <laughs> you know so it almost becomes like a roman seven thing you know i do what i don't want to do you know <laughs> you know what i want to do you know i don't do you know so i really think you know that um that it really is a gift of god that you know, to to really want to do god's will you know and i think in, as far as getting there it, it doesn't become like like Michelle said a step by step type of thing. The more that you begin to do the will of God, you know, the more used to you think you know you become doing it. You know, and, and it becomes the process of 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 a practice of obedience. I mean, for years we practice sin. <laughs> you know, I think obedience has to be practiced. For years. Right. For years. Right. Right. All right. We got a few more hands. I haven't really heard the answer. I feel like y'all are getting warm, but you're still giving me the the, 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 the good church person answer. You know, there, there, there's a step before the process even starts. So who we got? The, 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 Thompson. the Thompsons. Um, <clears throat> so I was sitting here thinking about you know, what are some of the things that keep me from doing what God says? And I, as I was sitting here, I was thinking, I'm not alert. And I need to be alert to the things and the ways of the devil. Because sometimes I'm just going through life, you know? And, and okay, Miss Okay, Miss Edie. So so why aren't you alert? Why aren't you paying attention? Because I'm forgetting I'm in a war. <laughs> That's the bottom line. I'm forgetting I'm in a spiritual war. Okay. Well, I'm going to push it a little deeper. Why are you forgetting that? You know what the word says. You know scripture. Why do we continue to forget it? Because I feel like I can handle it on my own. All right, so totally submitted to God. Okay, so you feel like you can handle it on your own. What is that? Pride. So, pride has you blinded to the battle that you're actually in. Mm -hmm. And so you're doing stuff before you even think, because you don't. You feel like you got this. Right. And so, and this is going to spoil it for everybody else. What do I have to do in order to allow God to begin to help me? Mm -hmm. 
confess. And what would I, what would it take for me to confess? To recognize one to recognize the pride, but then also to recognize that God is in control. <laughs> yes, all those things are absolutely correct. Who do, who do we have next? Well, well, let me. Oh, go ahead. Two for me. Two for me. Go ahead. So I, I'm not trying to sound all churchy here. Or well, please don't. Anything. Please don't. Please come <laughs> real. <laughs> but I just, want, I just personally, I just want to ask the question you asked. You pose the question: How do I submit to God so that I can resist the devil and he will flee? So for me, and for me, it's. For me, it's knowing who my Heavenly Father is. For me. And, you know, saying to him, if, a, if, if, if the devil's getting ready to come at me, you know, let's say it's me that is running late and I need to get on the highway and I need to go faster than the 55. And I see myself getting, you know, ready to do that. It's me just saying, okay, Lord, um, you know, this, this this stuff is coming up. I'm feeling like I have to do something that I know I, I won't do. So, therefore, I need you to, to, to fight this battle for me, to fight this this thing that I'm about to go through or that's about to come upon me, this temptation that the enemy is about to bring my way. I need you to fight that battle, battle because that's what your word says. You fight our battles. And so that's how I would... Uh, Submit to God. I, I wish I had some time to work on what you just said. I wish I, I had some time because so my so 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 my question would be: Do you still, when you say, "Lord, I need to, I need you to help me fight this battle," do you, even though you're running late, do you go fifty five, or do you go faster? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm telling you. I won't go, so that I, I probably will go maybe five more faster. But I'm in there saying, God, you know, I know that this isn't right. There's other people. I'm not the only one on this road, Lord. I'm not. And by me trying, and by the way, y'all, I'm not the one to go in. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna clear that up right now because I don't want y'all thinking I'm getting every minute of my you guys wait. But I'm just saying that so that I won't go or so that this challenge, whatever it is that the enemy is bringing my way so that I won't fall into it, you know, and ask God to fight that battle or to help me out. What I've learned about the enemy in that, though, is that he won't give you something or try to tempt you with something that he knows he can't get away with. Right. So what if the temptation is to go faster than you're supposed to? And I'm, I'm saying, God, no, you know, help me. And, and I'm not, I'm, because I'm saying this, <laughs> I'm going to slow down. Okay. And you're going to trust God. And, and I got to trust God because of what I stated earlier. You know that he's my heavenly father and he's going to provide for me and make sure that at least I try to do the right thing. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to sound church or sound perfect or nothing. Right. But 
I do, you know, believe in God and that he's my heavenly father and that if I go to him and I ask for something, that he's going to provide it and he's going to take care of it and make sure that, using a speeding illustration, that I'm not going to speed. He's going to slow me down by having me turn on some music or I take snacks now. When you get older, people, you'll do this, but I take snacks now and I go for drives and he'll maybe have me eat a snack or something to slow down. Okay. 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 We, we. How many more hands we got? <laughs> okay, Willie. Okay. So, I really thought about the process that I personally have to go through, whether it be an aunt, an offense, whether it be somebody cussing me out, whether it be temptation of any various sort. And there's three things. I'm just gonna just put out three things. This is just me struggling out loud and telling y'all the three things that I do whenever these things happen. There are times I fall short of this. Again, I'm being, I'm keeping it a book. But these are the main three things I've noticed that help me whenever something like this happens. The first thing, which is going to sound like a cuss word, is I need to feel that. I really, really need to feel whatever emotions that are, that I'm, that I'm going through because what I have a really masterful tendency of doing is the minute I feel emotions, I suppress it. So that way I ain't got to address it. And that's my pride coming out. So that way I can just push through and do whatever I need to do and act like everything's cool, which is not truthful. So one, I really need to feel whatever I'm feeling and I really, really need to, to slow down. However it may look like. If I need to put on a beat, if I need to drive around, if I need to just really be quiet, which is really, really a deep thing. I really just need to just study to be quiet at that moment and really feel it. That's one. Two, I need to be patient in that process because I really need to evaluate and dig down in the core of my heart, my mind, or whatever I'm feeling in my soul and really identify what it is. I need to be patient in that process. And then lastly, I need to humble myself because all of that is going to lead to me exchanging and openly talking with God about what I'm really going through. And then in prayer, that's when I do have an exchange, whether again, whether it be a beat, whether it be worship music, um, music period, that's just who I am, music period, then I'll be able to have that exchange. And then I'll finally get to that process of finally submitting to God. But I do need to feel that, I need to be patient, and then I need to humble myself, and then I can have the exchange, and then I can be back to where I need to be a crack back in alignment with God. So you have to go through a process to humble yourself. On various times, yes. And, and the reason why I brought that out is because really no help from the Lord can come until you've humbled yourself. That is 100% fact. So before you even get to the point where you can receive God's help, you, you, you have a process to humble yourself. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Who is next? Raquel. Raquel. Raquel? Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. I, I, 
I guess I was gonna say to to repent, but even before that, I guess I have to be submitted to His will so the Holy Spirit can move in me to even want to do it. You know, I don't, I I don't know if I'm just being honest with you. If I always want to do that, right? You know, so I would say the first thing is just right now, earnest, earnestly repenting and saying, okay, Lord, here I am. Show me, search me, you know? Um, I think in some of these areas I'm being tried in this um, to have to say, okay, in spite of what you did, here I am, I'm still available. And um, so that so that God gets the glory. So Willie has a process to humble himself what it sounds like with you, Raquel, is that when you use the term repentance, really that's you humbling yourself, admitting that I need to stop what I'm doing and turn to the Lord. Well, I think who I am today, yes. Like I, I, I'm in total surrender. I, I, I don't, I don't operate in much of humility. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Let's just fix it. You know what I mean? Because I've considered the cost and, and I don't, I don't, I don't want that, but it's only in those things that I know that I'm wrong. Like tonight I'm learning some things. So what do I do? I immediately apply it and I immediately assess and I, I, I immediately put that thing on the road and get to running with it. Yeah. Yeah. Who was left? Jewel. Jewel. Oh man. I only got three minutes left. <laughs> Jewel. Sorry, I was trying to unmute. Um, I'm just trying to process it. <laughs> so you have to forgive me. Everybody was talking about how they, they handle situations before it happens. Um, everybody knows I am working on hum being humble. Um, you know, God is my almighty and, and all that I'm going through. But what I don't even know how to state it. How? So my my goal is not to wake up in the morning and cuss somebody out. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm really working on not yelling at people and, and going off. But that one thing sets you off, and it comes out. And after you 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 go off, then you're like, dang God, it happened again. You know how 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 do how do you handle that? You just continue to work on humbling yourself. Well, first, first of all, what is humility? To slow to quick, I mean, I scrambled my mouth. Slow to speak, quick to listen, and to humble. Like God, you're not above any God. You're not bigger than God. God is the biggest. Like to be more Christ-like. Yes, but it's more than that because the scenario you described is like, I don't wake up in the morning and want to cuss somebody out. So when things happen, why do you cuss them out? Because I get frustrated. But why are you frustrated?
That's a lot. <laughs> you know, what what gives you the right to be frustrated? And that's what I'm trying to like. I don't feel like I don't know. That's why I give nothing. Because if God is patient with me, why can't I? Not wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, you have a reason. Something inside of you says I have the right to be frustrated. Because I feel like okay. Being selfish, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna answer it, and I just it hit me. I feel like I'm not getting respected, or you know, it goes back to me. So being selfish, right? Because okay. at the center of most sin is this big thing called pride, and that's why I feel like I have the right to cuss this person out because they're they're infringing upon my rights. They're doing something that I don't like. And so humility says, well, who am I? Take me away. Right. Humility says, it's not about me. This person must be hurting. That's why they said what they said. But pride won't let me see that. Pride says, take it personal. They're coming at me. How do we remove that pride just by staying humble and really that's it. <laughs> but you but you've got to stop saying the word humble and actually figure out Dude. what humility looks like for you. Right. Humility for you has to be your target. Humility humility for me is different than humility for you. Humility for you is saying I don't have the right to say anything back. So, okay, I see what you're saying. That's why I'm struggling. But you feel like you have the right. That you're supposed to defend yourself. You can't let people do that to you. I can't let them talk to me like that. I can't let that person say these kind of things to me. (sighs) Okay. And so what is real humility? Humility for you is saying, well, they can say what they want to say. They have the right to be upset at me. They can say, Jewel, you screwed up. And I'm tired of you screwing up. And you can say, well, that's that is the way you feel about that, and you have the right to feel that way. Woo, I know that hurts just hearing me say it, huh? Yeah, that I'm like, woo. Okay, amen. I, it's it's hitting. I know we probably go through this so much faster, but yep, I got. I'm at 8:32. I had a bunch of more hands. I hope that y'all are join me for morning coffee to get some of these hands. Uh, go go back, go back, so they can take a picture of those that last slide. Yeah, take a picture of this last slide because this is where we stopped off. Um, this is where we'll pick up next week, and we'll try to work through. Um, We'll just pick up there. But here's my final thought that I want to leave with you guys. Before I can submit to God, the Bible says in in James 4, 6, the verse right before the verse we we were studying tonight, that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Then it says, therefore, and we always got to ask, what's the therefore? (laughs) Therefore, right? Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. How do I do it? By first humbling myself and receiving from God the grace to be able to submit. 
It actually takes the grace of God. We actually need God's help to submit to God. That's why we have to humble ourselves. That's why we have to fight to. The Bible says that if anyone desires to come after me, he must first deny himself. Forget about himself. Think little of himself. Not to think of himself as some big deal. Most of our issues is because we feel like I'm more important than the person that we're dealing with. That's why we can trample on their feelings. That's why we can cut them off. That's why we feel like we don't have to forgive them. Because secretly, hiddenly, we'll never admit it. I feel like I'm more important to them. My feelings are more important. My stuff is more important. My money's more important. My job is more important. My time is more important. That's why I'm going to speed and, and run this person off the road because I got to go somewhere. My agenda. You guys were saying it all night. There was a lot of me, my, I, and that's the source of most of our problems. And so in order to get in line with God, we've got to first humble ourselves. We got to think, you know what? I'm not that big a deal. I'm not that important. In the grand scheme of things, it's not all about me. It's not all about how I feel. It's not about my right. It's about God accomplishing his plan. And sometimes in his plan, I, I might have to take a bruise or two. I might have to take one for the team. Nobody likes doing that. But I may have to because God is working a much larger plan. And am I willing to play my role or do I have to be the superstar? Do I have to get what I want? Or can I give up what I want in order for God to accomplish what he's accomplishing in the earth? And so that's the thought I want to leave with you is that humility is one of the most overlooked, underrated characteristics that will allow us to win these battles. You can't offend a person who doesn't care. I don't, you know, I, hey, you don't like that? Cool. See, you couldn't offend me. But if I feel like, well, no, I like that. That's, you can't. All of a sudden, now there's a fight because I thought so much of my opinion, myself, my time, my energy, my talent, my resources, and I felt like they were more important than yours. So I'm going to leave you with this. Humility. I want everybody to do a study on humility. Here's your homework. Look up the word humility in your Strong's Concordance. Look up some scriptures on it. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what scriptures to look up, but go in your Strong's. Look up what the word humility is. Write down the definition. Um, meditate on it. Break it down. Because humility is going to be key because if you want the kingdom of God, you want all the resources of God, he gives that to those that are humble. He'll give you whatever you need if you humble yourself. He'll raise you up above whatever situation you're going through if you humble yourself. But we need a firm, practical, applicable definition, definition of humility, not just humble yourself. Now, tell me what that actually means and what it looks like in real life, in real time. OK, um, Ty is typing into the comments. I will send it out. Uh, I'll resend that assignment out. But hopefully you guys got it. 
study humility, break it down, give me a practical, applicable application of it in your life. What does that really look like? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this class. I thank you for the interaction. I thank you for each person diving in and and, and sharing and talking and opening up their heart. Lord, I felt like there were some breakthroughs, even some moments of deliverance um, in this this session tonight. I pray, God, that we continue to grow. um, We continue to humble ourselves. God, that you may teach us, that you may show us, that you may direct us, that you may empower us, God, that you may give us what we need to achieve uh, the things that you've called us to achieve. And that, God, throughout this life, we are going to be tested and challenged. And, Lord, I pray that we pass those tests and we overcome those challenges by the grace of God. And so, Lord, I thank you for this great group tonight. I pray that you bless them uh, with rest and peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Pastor, I thought I wanted to get to the sex part. So maybe we and and we won't talk about this tomorrow in the morning prayer, but I won't be there. But um I really want us to get to that. That was a great class. Amen. Uh don't forget we got uh prayer in the morning, morning coffee tomorrow at nine to twelve, men's group at uh, actually, there won't be any men's group this week. Um, I don't know how many guys are going to try to attend the funeral, but I will be doing the funeral services, and I don't think I'll be in the right frame of mind afterwards <laughs> to uh, the right frame of mind afterwards to um, do men's group. So, women's on Saturday. What time? Ten thirty. Women's at ten thirty on Saturday. Nikki's house. Be there, be square, uh, rehearsal at 1230 uh, for praise team, and then Sunday morning service at 930. Have a great night. <laughs> are we still on Zoom or are we open to come back in? How is that going? We have to record. Say that again for, for service? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're we're both. We've been we actually been both all month. So if you want to do Zoom, you can do Zoom. If you want to come in, you can come in. Amen. Good night. Smile. All right. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Well, Who's that? Since I live with her, she'll probably tell. Oh, I'm like, who's that? Recording stopped.